about our compatibility. Okay. <laughs> because I don't know if you were shocked. I was really shocked they weren't this compatible. I mean, I thought we'd get along, but I've never had it be this easy. Right. Ever. In a dating yeah. relationship. It is really easy. Why do you think that is? Um. That was just pure mushroom. <laughs> part of it, I think, comes because early on we talked about certain, like, compatibility issues, things that, well, I, I mean, for me, I had come out of a um, really bad breakup, and... What's your heart? Oh, thanks. That's not, that's still not good. Okay. And so I kind of had a really clear picture of what I wanted, didn't want, um, what hadn't worked in a marriage. Fuck. And, you know, so that translates to long-term relationships or relationships in quarantine or whatever we want to call this. And so I, I, I think we talked, and you have a really good way of sort of drawing that information out. So like we would talk and she would ask questions about what had happened in my past and then I'm known for asking a lot of questions <laughs> she does ask a lot of questions which my ex hated mm. and I kind of dig it because it really has helped me sort of solidify some of my own thoughts on things that about my own life right about my own experience my own past experience so um, you did that a lot like when I would tell you the stories of my past you would ask really insightful questions about my piece in it how I thought it had broken down what what I would have done differently. Um, mm -hmm. Always with a lot of grace, there was a lot of gentleness around the fact that my relationship, my marriage probably wasn't something that would have lasted even if I had done everything right or had, even if I could go back and do some things differently because of course every marriage that ends, ends because of two people, not because of one person. And um, But I think we did a lot of that early on and um, we're both really self-aware, so when we would talk through those things, I think that translated into how we would take care of each other in this relationship, which I think helped a lot with building yeah. compatibility. I was so surprised because the girl before her, I was so madly in love with, but we could not communicate. It was always an issue. I remember thinking, I have a degree in communications. Like, how can I be this bad at it? And it was always just like, I mean, it just. And so it would cause a lot of fights and collision. And it was just like, we did not communicate the same. Like, the, our styles were so polar opposite. We were like talking past each other. Yeah. It was crazy, um, but I was so in love that it just didn't matter. Like I, which is like, well, this is just how it is. Like in my head, I would just be like, well, you're not dating yourself. So things are gonna be different. You're dating a different person with different pasts and different, you know, things that lessons learned and insecurities. And so I just would be like, if you love someone, you know, it's hard work and relationships are hard, which is true. And so I just thought that's just how it has to be. Like, you know, you just take the good times and get through the hard times and hope for the good times again and pick them few and far between. And as long as you love each other. And 
I just didn't know that it could be because I'd had it easier in other relationships but to be that in love you know made it different right and so I was like well this must be what love is and so I was really startled to have it be so compatible and so easy in fact for the first so we've been together now four months the first two months we were together Heidi would ask me like are, are you just on your best behavior and I was like it's been two months like I don't even think I can you know especially <laughs> now in quarantine there's no way for me to just be on my best behavior <laughs> but because it just seemed so too easy yeah like I just it didn't feel like even the disagreements that we would have were so gentle and respectful and um, like we genuinely like each other. Yeah. And wanna and we genuinely want to spend time with each other. Right. Like you had talked about how usually in the past, not even in a bad way, but being an introvert. Mm-hmm. I'm an extrovert, she's an introvert. Um, being an introvert you would I wanted space, I wanted my own Yeah, like I need a minute and you or you would want to go read a book or you're like I need, you know, go take a shower, like I just need time away from you and that's just not the case with us. Right. I mean we're fine if we need to be apart, but there's not this. Yeah, it doesn't feel like, okay, I need you to be in a different space for me. No. And you'd think after how long we've been quarantined now? Six weeks. You'd think by now we would definitely, we thought we'd be at that place. Like, yeah, I think this has all been a surprise. I mean, like she misses me. Right? Yeah. She does. Like, because she'll be at the table and I'll be in the. It's, it, I know. It's, I know. Just, I know. She'd be like, I miss you. Stop. Okay. We'll say goodbye in the morning in bed, and she'll be like, "I'm gonna go out there, but I'm gonna miss you." And I'm like, "I'm, I'm done all." Stop but... it. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so no, I, we. But I think you're right. I think genuinely, like, just really liking each other's company. I think she's funny. I think it's fun. Like, we have a lot of fun, and I mean, it's hard. We've. I mean, like, not only is this a relatively new relationship, and we are suddenly living together because of quarantine and. Faster than we would have, or faster than we. And all of a sudden, I went from runway model to a wife and three kids. Yeah, like it was literally the craziest vacation I've ever taken. (laughs) I left Walking Fashion Week, and then all of a sudden, I had teaching homeschool and three third graders in a minivan in the suburbs with a wife. Like yeah, dating by ambush. That's that's insane. (laughs) Um, But I, but I think even through all of that, like with the kids and with you know we've we've had like some dramatic i know we've had some dramatic things but it's fun like we we really genuinely have a lot of fun together and everything is fun yeah and that helps a lot um we feel kind of guilty because we're having too much fun during that's true the pandemic it's true it really is just i mean we are we're having fun um but we also we also had that love language discussion, which mm. I think I'm really helped. big on the love languages. Do you know the love languages? Love languages. I don't know how they answer you. <clears throat> They're gonna answer. Okay. And they're mine. So you have to tell them what it is. Love languages. Um, you can take the test online and you can buy the book and read about it. Anyways, you can look it up online. It's a book, and you can do it for dating relationships and parents and children friends the whole deal yeah um just your own you know single um there's different anyways you can look it up online so my love language off the charts is quality time and hers off the charts is 
I forget. Physical touch. Physical touch. Yeah. I just, I couldn't remember how to start. Sorry. It's so physical, physical touch. touch. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my second one, you always have like a, usually a top two. So my second one is tied words of affirmation and physical touch. And her second one is tied words, words of, of affirmation, affirmation and quality time. Quality time. So we both share words of affirmation as our number two, but we also, in our top two, have the same exact love language. It's just flipped. So mine is quality time and then physical touch, and hers is physical touch then quality time. And I've never had that. Like my ex, that I was in love with, mine was quality time off the charts, and one of her last ones on the test was quality time. And I can't tell you what a big difference that made. I mean because they talk about love tanks so your love tank you know kind of think of a gas tank can be filled up and when you're running on empty or on fumes right you're not you know doing well and not getting your needs met and you're like not handling the relationship well and not handling not having feeling that love and feeling filled up and you're just almost grasping like wanting that way you feel love and so what would happen is we would spend time together and she you know would give me good quality time as far as like she was just there with me all the attention which I don't even need I just need to be with the person doesn't have to be that focused but she was great about it and great about dates incredible <clears throat> so we would have this great time and then I would be running on empty because we were long distance and she had she was a flight attendant, so she's always flying and gone, plus we're at long distance. So I would be on empty, and then we would spend time together, and mine would go up like this. Well, she would go up to here, because she doesn't need that much quality time. So to her, her love tank in that area's full, and physical touches her, so she'd get her physical touch in. And then we would part, and here I'm still leaving on empty, and then the next, you know, and then I'd go on fumes, and we you know, she'd finally need some and we get together and, you know, and so it's like, it's just off kilter. And, um, I mean, obviously it wasn't only problems or spirit commitment and distance and I thought she was out and it turns out she wasn't out. And so that obviously was a thought we were like talking marriage and I found out she wasn't actually even, um, out and willing to be out. So there's obviously a lot going on against us, but I definitely knew that was an issue because I would feel so low. I never feel lonely. But her and another relationship, um, recent relationship that I'd had before Heidi, the same thing where I would feel lonely because when we're apart, there's no connection. So it's not, like with that relationship, it's not, she wouldn't want to like text. Because if I get texts, like I do well with texting, um, that can fill my love tank. Quality time. Yeah my quality time like you know or on the phone or video chat like it doesn't matter as long as there's connection you know because you can't always see each other all the time and that's fine but so I can handle long distance if that's there but she wouldn't want to do that she would just want to we'd have an amazing time when we're together and then she would be so busy in in her work and stuff and wouldn't want to even like say goodnight at night like that just wasn't a thing and then we'd have an amazing time so I would try to get myself there constantly like just hang on you're gonna love your time with her but I am faithful, and so we were exclusive, and so I wouldn't swipe, I wasn't flirting, I wasn't dating, 
And so all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm lonely in a relationship and I'm waiting until we spend time together. And then I have a great time, but it's like this, you know, one overnight. And then I'm back to like just barely getting air. And then she's like, okay, so, you know, we go another week or two or four or whatever. And so it was just really difficult because that just, that wasn't matched up. And she didn't understand because she was like, we have such great times and I'm exclusive with you and I care about you and I want to see if this can go the distance and I'm buying you gifts. And so she just didn't understand why I would be miserable. And then when I explained it to her, she started to like really see like, oh, wow, like we're really different in this area because it really does matter. And well, and I think what's why it matters so much is that it doesn't feel like work to show you how I feel about you because that's how you show love. And it's how I receive it. Yeah. So spending quality time with you means that both of us are getting filled up. And yeah, so it makes it a lot. I think that is really what I realized was so, for me, important. Because I realized that I would rather be alone than lonely yeah. with someone. Um, and that was something that was a really big deal for me. Um, I, I think one thing for me, too, is that um, I hadn't made my faith really a staple part of past relationships where like I just as long as they respected my faith as long as they were you know um respected me in my faith you know didn't think that I mean they didn't have to agree right and um and so being with someone now for the first time in my adult life actually um that sees the world the same that yeah we show the faith yeah um that's also been a big it's a big deal um yeah especially in raising kids right and like I didn't, might... and I never acknowledged that. Like that was never a thing that I had thought through or thought like, oh, well, maybe that's contributing to the lack of compatibility. But it certainly was. Yeah, because I mean, now we pray with the kids every night. We go to church, you know, online church now. We um, pray together. I mean, that's... we pray together. We make decisions, you know, based on a mutual. Yeah. Uh, One of my view. girlfriends and I. I didn't have like this rule that I had to date a Christian when it came to I did more when I was dating men but because I knew in the gay world like someone not being a Christian that's not that surprising like the church has not been getting it right I mean God has but church is you know where he's represented so but I did realize that marriage wise that was something that needed to be I had to have that because I mean one of my girlfriends and I broke up just because we started getting serious and it was like when big things would happen in life which are going to happen i'm someone that wants to turn and pray about it and that person respected that but they of course weren't going to want to do that and i don't want i'm never going to try to force it on someone and nor should you and so we couldn't come together on make you know that's something i want to do with my partner i want to you know take it to god and i get if someone that's not their thing but i don't want to be doing that on my own um, or Again, like that would be lonely. the kids just watching, you know, me, but then they're not, I mean, how, why would kids want to go to church when they could just stay home with the other, you know? Right. Anyway, so it just was important to me. So yeah, that was, and here we met in a Christian program. So faith was something that I knew, right. you know, was important. Agreed. So yeah, so there's a lot of, and they say that also, the love languages test. I mean, even if you're with someone where you don't have the same, even near love languages, is fine because they say, you know, as long as you learn what the other person are, then you can show them love in that way because we all know how to do and have parts of each love language. 
Um, but just by design, the first thing you're going to do is show someone how you love them by how you want to receive love. Well, if that's not how they feel love, it's not going to be communicated the same. So, <clears throat> so for instance, if someone feels love by getting acts of service like you doing the dishes, and yet you just keep telling them, you know, I think you're amazing, which is words of affirmation. It's not that they don't want to hear that. Of course, you want to do all the love languages, but they're not going to feel love because no acts of service is happening. And so the love languages are acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation, gift giving, and physical touch. So, and I know one of the famous couples, um, I'm forgetting their name right now, but they talk about it a lot, how it helped their marriage because she, getting gifts is her love language and he wanted to keep like showing her physical touch. And she's like, of course I want that. But <laughs> And so he finally had to realize, oh, you know. And she, I think I'm gonna, I don't know, buy him gifts. And he was like, I just want you to touch me, you know? So kind of just making that importance. Yeah. That's, that's why we're compatible. Yeah. Perfect. Are you eating now? Finally. She doesn't like to eat on camera. I hate it. I don't know why. But I'm dying. I'm so hungry. No, well, I wanted to say one more thing. I thought you guys were going to get mad at me. I'm like up shooting and she wasn't eating. I ended up making her starve. So I told her she had to eat. <laughs> Um, but you did, you said also that like relationships do take work and I think, yeah. um, 100%. I think the difference is like, we're, I think we are working at this and like making it a huge priority, but because it's fun and because we're having these conversations about it. Right. So yeah. if, you know, if something's not working or if something's, <laughs> that's, why well, I didn't want to eat on camera. That right there, because of the salad we were eating, it's impossible to do that looking any other way but that. Which Sexy. is why I would look off camera every time I took a bite. Um, but I think, you know, it's, again, if you can if you can do that with a certain amount of grace or gentleness, mm -hmm. then it doesn't feel as hard, right? Like, it's still hard work. It's still something that you're working at, but it doesn't feel hard. Right. That's it. That's a good bite. Maybe you'll look this bad eating salad. <laughs> and the person still wants to stick around. You're halfway there. <laughs>